Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal. That would make me terrible, Troy. And joining us tonight, we have Vanessa Yanta Wright. Yes. Yeah. Do I get like a cool nickname? Can I be like, of course, vicious, vicious Vanessa? Vanessa? Yeah, I was, that's what I was thinking. Vicious, yeah. violent Vanessa. Yep. I love it. Very good. Very good. So uh, <laughs> Women in Horror Month, I want to thank Trista for uh, setting this interview up. And thank you for coming. Yes. So we were talking beforehand about uh, a festival. So we'll talk about your films and festivals, but uh, let everyone know about your film festival, Renegade Film Festival. Yeah, we just had our our first fest under the new name. It was uh, formerly Women in Horror. And it was just past weekend. And it was amazing. It was just so good to be around everyone. And and all the filmmakers and screenwriters coming back together and just all of that creative energy. It was it was beautiful. It was inspiring. The films were amazing. I still high from it. Oh, that's awesome. So oh, you said that started in 2017. It did. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was um like, uh, you know, when did you start? Well, you started in 2017, but what was like uh, your reasoning for starting at your own festival? Uh, you know, we were actually going to film festivals ourselves with screenplays and short films and a lot of the genre fests. I was kind of shocked. I was like, where are all the women? Like there was always such a small percentage and I know there's a ton of us. So I was like, maybe, maybe we create a space and they'll come. If you build it, they will come. Um, and they did in droves and it was amazing and wonderful and uh, I rebranded in 2021 uh, to be a little bit more inclusive, uh, mm. and hence Renegade was born. Right, and uh, like many people watching this, probably I missed uh, going to the festivals. It's cool that uh, virtual, at least it's it's some interaction. It's better than nothing, but it's not the same as actually you know watching stuff with people. And a big part of the festivals is interacting after the movies. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, to me, I think where you get the most um, benefit from it. It's one thing to watch a film at home. It's another thing to watch it in an audience full of people. And then another to be able to actually talk to the people who created the film. And honestly, just talk shop. I mean, I think our first night, we all, I was so tired. I didn't sleep. We were up until Well, I was up until 2.30. Everyone else was up until 4.30, just sitting around, eating pizza, talking horror. And I was like, this, this is what we all need. Yeah, I was right. For people who haven't been to one, I don't think it matters what level, like if you're in, if you want to make movies, if you make movies, if you don't care about making, you just like them. uh, There's nothing like going to the film festival. I agree. I tell people all the time, even if they don't have a project, they should go because one, you get to see films that you might not be able to see anywhere else. Some of these films only go to festivals and that's it. Um, and yeah, it gives you a chance to just be around some like-minded individuals who are into the same crazy stuff you are. Yeah, And then it's cool if they do, you know, a year later, they might pop up and shutter or they come out uh, it's like, hey, I got to see this, you know, before everyone else did. Or like you said, sometimes, and it's kind of sad in a way, but uh, it played at the festival and then it, it never got, sometimes you wonder why, but you, but you get to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's t- something really special about that, I think, to kind of see someone's art that 
the rest of the world doesn't really have access to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Moore says, uh, Vanessa is the best renegade film festival is amazing this year. Yes, it was. He he's he's sweet. He was there um, actually in 2020 with a film um, and came back this year to kind of uh, help out with Gruesome Magazine and host a couple of the Q&A's. Um, so he's kind of become a huge part of it. That's a good way. If you are an independent film, uh, you get to meet other people and, um, you know, maybe down the road work together. It's uh, there's a lot yeah. of benefits. Yeah, I'm, I'm always um, pleasantly surprised. And it's kind of one of my favorite things about this is there will be people who come to the fest either as fans, as filmmakers, maybe as just a screenwriter, and they all meet and they collaborate and they come back the next year with a brand new project. And it's like this meeting, you know, birthed that, like them coming together, you know, got them inspired to go create. And I think that's, that's just the the cherry that, on top of that. Crazy that's Sunday. one of the cooler things about, I don't want to say smaller, but I guess the smaller uh, festivals is there's a real community aspect where it's people that come every year. Uh, Absolutely. You know, it could be local or, or uh, and some of the bigger ones are great, but some of them are so spread out. If there are multiple screens, it's not quite the same. You're not all watching on the same, uh, f- you know, same film at the same time. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and I think that's one of the great things about kind of the, I'd say, smaller tiered fests or the ones that that um, really are, like you said, you know, kind of focused on one screen. So it kind of keeps everybody together doing the same events at the same time. Uh I don't know how to say this. I guess Spam Chucker's Castle says Vanessa is not only an amazing director, but a fantastic human being. And oh, if Spam wow. Chucker says uh, you can take it to the bank. <laughs> I, I'll d- d- go into the bank. Yes, taking yep. it. Taking to the castle, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So I watched uh, Rainy Season, which is uh, one of your short films. Yes. And that was uh, actually like one, it was my first one. Oh, wow. And uh, so it's a Stephen King uh, dollar baby. And for people who don't know what that is, could you explain? Sure. Uh, Stephen King will release some of his uh, short stories that have not been commercially produced Uh, for the low, low price of a dollar. You can apply. And if you get accepted, you'll get a contract. You have a year to write the script and produce the film. The caveat being that you cannot profit from it. You cannot distribute it. It's he, he started it to really help um, student filmmakers and first time and aspiring filmmakers to get a little bit of exposure. And it, it doesn't hurt to have your name attached to his. So, you know, yeah, first project it. out, I was like, Stephen King. Yeah, let's let's give it a go and see if this pans uh, out. So why did you pick rainy season? Two reasons. Um, I looked at the list of films and I wanted to pick one that had not been produced a bunch. He's got several stories that are very popular and they've been done dozens of times. And I I didn't want that. Rainy Season had only been done one other time previous to me. So I was like, okay. And and that filmmaker had taken a very different take. They kind of went a little bit more campy and I wanted to go kind of dark and atmospheric with it. And two, when I read the story, it reminded me of Shirley Jackson's The Lottery, which is one of my favorite short stories of all time. 
um, Kings as well. And he actually referenced that a few pages in. And I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> I know what I want to do. They said you, uh, you started Renegade Film Festival because you were going to festivals. So were you going to festivals before you made Rainy Season? I was, yeah. Uh, as a screenwriter, I was um, traveling with my scripts. Right. So, um, so did you have any experience, you know, making anything? I know you're a script writer, but did you have any experience, uh, being on set or anything like that when you went into rainy season? Yes. Um, I had actually have been working, um, in film in some capacity since I had graduated from college in 1998. Um, I worked in music videos for a couple of years. Then I worked in commercials, um, and, you know, we got our feet wet in college as much as you can when you're making student films, which was good training. So I, I wasn't completely thrown into the deep end with rainy season. I knew what everyone was supposed to be doing. I know what I needed to be doing, but still, it was the first time doing it and it was nervous. And and the scope of the project was huge. I, I don't even think I realized at the time how big um, it really was with everything. And I mean, I had top notch people that were so supportive and just wanted to kind of help me realize my dream. I mean, I'm looking around at all of this equipment and the people and I'm like, how did I get here? How? I'm so appreciative, but oh my God, I, what am I doing here? <laughs> so, uh, How did you go about casting the film? Were the actors people you knew? They were not. I had um, actually someone help with the first round of casting. Um, his name is Grant McGowan, and he runs a theater in Atlanta. And so he had been running some auditions and sending tapes to me. And that's how I found the lead, uh, Brian Ashton Smith. I was just like, that is my John Graham. So then we had to find Elise. And at that point, I did a, a just an open casting call. Um, and had people coming in to read and Brian was kind enough to kind of take the day off and come in to read with them. Cause I really wanted to, he, he I needed him to have chemistry with um, whoever we were going to cast as his wife. Were you always a horror movie fan? Yes. Yes. Um, people ask all the time. They're like, why horror? And I'm like, I don't know anything else. <laughs> I'm a fan of all film, but I'd say horror was the first thing I was exposed to that really got me paying attention to uh, film as, as kind of an art form. Um, and I was noticing it a lot more and I just kind of felt drawn to it more so than any other genre. Were there any particular movies that stood out? Like this is, uh, you know, you know, not, this is the stuff I like. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm always going to have a soft spot for Poltergeist because it was the first film I saw. I was eight years old and scared the one's a great crap one. out of me. Yeah, um, it's so effective. And I mean, even now I'm like, yeah, it's a creepy movie. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I was sneaking around because I, I wasn't wasn't allowed to watch those movies. And uh, when Cable was I don't remember how long it had been around, but the USA network used to have the, um, Up all night. what was his name? It was, it was, no, it was the groovy movies with, um, like, uh, he was like a superhero guy. Oh, oh I know him. Yeah. I hope somebody yeah. like can, yeah, can tag I, it and I say can, what his name is. It wasn't super Dave. Was it? 
Was it no, Super Dave he, Osborne? No. It was not, but he had oh. he had a cigar and I remember he used to like yeah. You're right, burn I the happy that face. Too. It was like yep. Captain something or com- Commander. Well, it was Commander something. Yep. Yes. Yep. And honestly, I don't even remember if the movies were edited to television <laughs> or not, because I feel like I saw quite a bit, but you know, the first Friday the 13th film I saw was part three, and I was like, whoa, whoa, what is this? Um, my bloody Valentine wrecked me. I remember I was like, I don't want to go upstairs by myself. <laughs> I was um, and I just was chasing them. Yeah. I think that's one yeah. of the underrated slashers is my, my bloody Valentine. Oh, it's so much fun. I never saw the remake, but I, I do really enjoy uh that original one yeah and the theme song is amazing at the end of the place during the credits yeah all those I movies cheated, I, mean, was... I looked it up it is commander usa you commander right. okay we, yeah. we we did it <laughs> um yeah you know i mean there's there's something really special i think about the movies of of you know kind of the early 80s um and from the sub you know because there was no cgi so everything was practical effects and you know, I really am just enamored by the artistry that goes into building a lot of those effects and those gags. Um, uh, you said you had to sneak around because you weren't allowed to watch those movies. Uh, what mm-hmm. did your parents think when you decided to make horror movies? They were like, well, of course, <laughs> this is our, this is Vanessa. I mean, I've just always loved Halloween and, you know, other kind of creepy, scary things. And it just kind of made sense. Um the interesting thing, though, is I'm also very scared of a lot of stuff. So, What's you know, someone's like, how, how are you into horror and you're doing all this stuff, but you won't go to a haunted house? You won't do. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> Too scared. Yeah. Uh, do they watch them? Do your parents watch the movies? They do. Um, once I was a little bit older, we used to just watch them together. I mean, we still do it. My parents live like 20 minutes from us and. You know, whenever something comes out to the theater, I'm like, you guys want to go see this? They're the first ones there. It's great. Uh, do you know what uh, their favorite horror movie is? Oh, gosh. Um, I feel like my mom would probably say something like maybe like The Bad Seed or Psycho, like something good and classic. Um, but she probably would surprise me. and I'd be like, oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> Um, I don't know if my dad really likes them or if he just kind of <laughs> right. tolerates them. Yeah, it's something <laughs> if if you like him, it's something fun to do together. I guess. He was so cute at the fest this past weekend. He went in and he came out like in the middle of a block. He's like, oh, people are dying everywhere. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. He's like, oh, there's stuff coming out. I don't know. <laughs> um. So when you finish rainy season, uh what did you decide to do with it? Uh, send it to the festivals? Yes. I sent it to every festival I could find. Um, knowing now what I know then, I th- or knowing then what I know now, <laughs> right. uh, I think I would have had a better strategy with my fest plan. I didn't understand at the time that I should have maybe looked for a, a, a good fest to kind of premiere the film, I should have been a little bit more strategic, but I was so excited for it to be done that I was just like, bam, it's going everywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think you know, that's how we, uh, probably a lot of people are. But along those lines, what advice would you give to uh, uh, someone who finished their first short film or feature film and they wanted to send it to festivals? 
I would research the festivals. I would talk to people because there's a lot of festivals out there that are kind of scams um, or they don't really honor the films and the filmmakers. Like they'll pop up a screen somewhere and give no thought to like the technical aspects of how to screen it. And it's like, either you can't see it or the sound's bad. And as a filmmaker, that feels awful when you're there and you're like, oh, you know, or if they're not promoting it and there's two people in the audience. So I would just say, do your research, talk to people, go, go to festivals that come highly recommended, check the reviews. Um, but by all means, like get it out there and get as much exposure as you can. And that's, that's what it's for. Uh, what are your thoughts on um, movies playing at conventions? Cause I've been to conventions where they actually do a good job and people are there. And I've been to a lot of conventions where there's, I was just me and my friend Annabelle were the only ones in there because they really didn't promote it at all. Yeah, it's almost I have a just lot like a of place thoughts. to go sit down, like while you're not getting autographs or something. That's true. Some of them we've been to, like they don't even have them posted. You have to find them on your own. It's like, yeah. wow, that's that's a bad like way to that. do it. Yeah, it's a terrible way. I, I, if if any conventions out there want to talk to me about, because I, I have some, I have some ideas on how to make it better. Um, And I'm certainly not going to throw any conventions under the bus, but there are some where, like you said, you can't find it on their website. It's not printed in their programs. You just kind of have to stumble upon it. And I'm thinking like, what a waste, because that's your audience. The people at horror conventions are horror fans. They love these movies. Why not show that to them? And the other thing is they'll often do like anniversary screenings or special screenings of films with their celebrity guests Throw a couple of independent shorts at the beginning. Boom. You've already got a built-in audience. Give that audience to these filmmakers. I could talk for a long time on this. We won't. But yes, I think they can. There's room for improvement. Yeah. I remember in Texas Frightmare, I went to, uh, they showed Spider Baby with Sid Haig there. And I was like, this is really a really cool experience. You know? Oh, that yeah. had to be awesome. Neil. That yeah. had to be a real good time. And they promoted it very well, too. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course, that, that is one that probably not the little indie folk like us. No, we're <laughs> just like I've I went to a huge, huge convention and we mm-hmm. were having to like we were in the hotel across from the convention center. Nobody was there. We're having to like solicit people to come see our films. I'm like, this feels wrong. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. Like I didn't want to name names either, but uh, I remember yeah. I have good memories of a, it was Annabelle and I were one at one of big convention and uh yeah, you know, we were literally the only people there, and we felt bad. And the woman who was running it came in, and we we're like, "Well, you know," she's like, "Well, I'm just happy a, a couple people are enjoying it." So, you know, she, she let it play. But it it was just it's a sad feeling, you know, that she put. Oh, a lot it is of work especially like I know filmmakers who have premiered at conventions because the conventions are huge, and the I get it. But then they get there and they're like, well, we're in a little ballroom and nobody's in here and nobody knew about it. And this is my world premiere. And it's like, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And like you said, it's the, audi- it's the audience to watch a horror movie. So, <laughs> yeah, yes, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't have to twist their arm to get them in there. No, it's like, excuse me. Do you want to watch a horror film? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Gone. Yep. And it actually keeps the uh, the audience in the hotel too, so they're there. And then oh yeah, it's over. Yeah, then they can win. Win. I really. mean, believe me, they could have the snack bar right there. There's no like hungry. Yep. We'll feed you. Go watch the movie. <laughs> Want a drink? Drink this. Go watch the movie. So, what yeah. was uh, the reception for a rainy season when you headed out? Good. Um, so 
the first time it screened, I actually created my own little festival showcase, if you will, because I didn't want to, I was very nervous about like, I don't know, violating this agreement. So I had, I think, five other indie filmmakers who had short films, and we did a big premiere in the town where we shot it. So, I mean, it was sold out. The place was was packed, and it got a great, I mean, reception. It was, it felt really good. And I was like, oh, is this just because they're my friends or people know me and they want to like cheer me on or, you know, so I made sure to send it out for review to people who knew nothing of me, didn't know me from Adam, you know, huge Stephen King fans. Cause I wanted honest work. I mean, to me, this was going to be a calling card, but it also needed to be an opportunity for me to grow as a filmmaker. And I think the only way you can do that is with honest feedback. Yeah. If you're, it's nice. Uh, you don't want necessarily friends to say, Hey, this sucks or something, but at the same time, like I said, if you want to get better, you have to have someone to tell you like what you can improve on. Right. And I think there's constructive ways to do that. I mean, sure, you can say, ah, I didn't really like it. It wasn't for me. But it's like, well, what specifically didn't work for you? And was there anything that you did like? Because those to me are the things that are helpful. Um, I see reviews of even big films and they're like, oh, this is trash. But it's like, well, why? Why did you think it was trash? It's fair. I'll accept it. But give me a reason. Don't just say yeah. it's trash. Yeah, because um, I mean, there's movies that I might not like, but like I could see why someone else would like it. Uh, you know, not to say, hey, it sucks. This is why you don't, you don't like it, but that might appeal to somebody else. Right. I mean, it's so it's so subjective. You know, that's yeah. why I always tell people, I'm like, there is an audience for every film. I mean, the stuff that we may think is just like ridiculous. Someone out there is going to love it and good for them. They should. I mean, there should be no. uh I don't want to say class system, but there, there shouldn't be any like, um, like competition. Yeah. You know, I remember like, it's kind of similar to music when people are like, Oh, you know, how could you like that band? You're so uncool. It's like, well, no, it's music. (laughs) Don't mess with what other people like. It's their thing. Leave them alone. I mean, And I say this as somebody who like adores the new kids on the block, as well as like the Ramones, like, Believe me, I'm not fitting into a box. <laughs> what are you saying, Troy? Oh, I, I think it's it kind of goes back to the old Beavis and Butthead thing where just, you know, don't explain anything. It's just it sucks. You know, so like if if you like Picasso, but you don't like Van Gogh, don't give any explanations. Just say, well, Van Gogh sucks. OK, that's good. Because how can you argue that? You know, it's. There's no way. Oh, someone will. Someone will find yeah. a reason. People love to argue. <laughs> Plus, I have noticed on the internet, usually something is either the greatest thing ever made or the absolute worst yeah. thing that's ever you've ever witnessed. And it's like there's levels. Like it could be okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, there's so been. I'm. I'm sure you've seen it recently, but like there's been a whole lot of chatter on uh, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's yeah. like a camp of people who are like, "Yes, this is what we needed. It's great." And then other people just like it is should be burned. Oh, yeah, there was there was, oh, some, yeah. There was there was a lot of hatred for it before it even came out. <laughs> I've noticed. Yeah. But. 
I had to unfollow a couple of the groups because it got it got on my nerves because it's like, okay, it's like if you didn't like it, I mean, I don't really care. Yeah, it's, yeah you kind of want to like calm down. Just, <laughs> just then don't look at it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. watch it. I was in the camp that really liked it. And then uh, and then there was like even the one group I was in, they're like, you'd have to. It was like he they posted a thing like it's a dumb movie for dumb people. Basically, they're saying you're stupid if you didn't like it. And it's like. Yeah, I don't I mean, like that. Like, don't like insult it. the I mean, audience. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you like something, like it. And I honestly, like, I want to hear why people like it or don't like it. I just yeah. don't like the insulting of like, you're an idiot for liking <laughs> it or you're yeah. not cool for. Like, I could see why people wouldn't like it. Trust me, it's not perfect, but I enjoyed it. For it was, you know, just it was a crazy uh, movie. And that's what it's for. Yeah, as long as you're it's enjoying not it, right? King. I mean, no. <laughs> No, <laughs> I mean I still uh, prefer the original. I have my Texas. Oh, look at you with your fancy! On. I like that. Yeah. Is it a is it a holiday? Yeah, it's an ugly shirt? Christmas one. I say it's yeah. a pretty Christmas one. It is pretty. I like it. It's lovely. Yeah, I dig it too, Neil. Our mom, mm-hmm. uh, Tr- Troy, and our brothers. My mom uh, got it for me for Christmas. Sweet. She always it's gets the best sweet. gifts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. I also get funny little horror clothing <laughs> at Christmas. I'm like, oh, I'm that guy. <laughs> so uh, what's on the director's chair? I can't quite make it out. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Now it's my name. It just oh, okay. says Vanessa Yonta, right? Director. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, we, before we went live, I've never mentioned- used it. <laughs> Oh, okay. But it's it's a cool uh, cool for the background. I think it's a cool prop in my office. Oh, I yeah. don't ever sit down on set. I'm too anxious and <laughs> bananas for that. I I don't sit down. And uh, you said that your mom uh, off uh, before we went live gave you the uh, the clown in the background. Yes. Where is this? Is hard. I forget. I almost the, like right <laughs> over your head and yep. just slightly to your uh, right there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's it. He's a, he's a cookie jar. Oh, he is. Oh, very cool. Yeah, the top of his head comes off. He's creepy, but cool. Yeah, I think he looks kind of like something that would, would have been in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. For sure. I could totally see that as like a nice little prop in there. He kind of looks like his face has melted a little bit into it, which kind mm. of adds a little creep factor to him. Yeah, I dig it. So uh, Be a Hero is your PSA for, for giving blood, which is a very uh, good cause. Uh, did, yes. did that mean something to you personally, uh, giving blood? Um, not in that I've ever been in a position to necessarily need it, but I have the good blood that everybody wants. Um, I'm O negative, so I'm the universal donor, and they're always in need of it. Um, and... I know that that's a small thing to be able to give to save a life. Uh, so when I was asked to be a part of that, I was like, yes, absolutely. Um, and I took the theme quite literally. Uh, I, you know, tried to throw in a little horror element with some of the gore. But um, to me, it was all about really being a hero and stepping up. Yeah, um, I guess it's been five years ago now. I had a lot of uh, near-death experience that needed uh, blood. So I'm, I'm, ah. uh, it was, I'm lucky that there's heroes out there who gave blood. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think more people should do it if they can and they're able. 
And uh, where could, is um, is rainy season um, online anywhere for people to watch? No. Due to the agreement with Mr. King, right, right. Um, it is not available. Uh, however, um, it, it actually is screening again um, at a fest in. Oh, I think I think it's in Charlotte um, called Joe Dance. It's part of Rock the Cemetery, um, which is coming up in April. So it will be screening there. But um, if anyone is really dying to see it. They can get in touch with me and I know how to make it happen without it going public. <laughs> in general, I know uh, that's a unique thing. Uh, this, the Stephen King ones, but um, it used to be like after a, a short play, a festival, there's really, it'd really be nowhere for it to go. It just kind of disappear. But um, yeah. over the last few years, I think shorts have be- become more popular and there's, there's a lot of platforms that they can go to after they do the festival run. There are. And I, I, would love to see him figure out a way to allow the filmmakers to put it out there. You know, even if he, cause to me, the filmmakers that are doing dollar babies are not doing this for money. They really are doing it just for exposure and to kind of showcase their talents and what they can do. Um, so, you know, I mean, if, if he, cause he, there's so many that have been done. I mean, he could really do a huge collection and put out, you know, People, the best of the dollar yeah, babies. Like an anthology. Or, yeah. Yeah, and then yep. you know, take the proceeds and make a little film scholarship. I mean, there's all kinds well, of that would be nice. Yeah, right. If he, Steve, he even do it I'm like here if you want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, like a series or something, you know. Like there's oh, so many yeah. streaming sites, you know. Put like two on uh, an episode or something. For sure, I would love it if he did that, and I yeah. would fingers crossed that he would choose mine to be a part of that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And do like a whole nightmares and dreamscapes kind of series or something. Yes. Oh, I like where this is going. Yeah. Then throw in, you know, you can get like Joe Hill in there because he's got a bunch of shorts too. Like having a whole King family thing. Yes. I'm in. Yep, we, I'm, we'll get that. Me in. too. I'm, I'm I'll, in. I'll, I'll <laughs> take my money. I'm ready. Right. <laughs> yes. I'll be the first in line. <laughs> so, uh, what have you been working on during the pandemic? Well, <laughs> I've been writing a lot. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to do. I was actually shooting in the middle of shooting a Western oh, really? um, when everything shut down and we didn't finish and we weren't able to finish because we were going to have to completely redo it. So that project and everything we shot kind of got scrapped, which stings a little bit because it's it it. It was a really cool project, but I'm working on the feature version of it. So hopefully at some point we can get that um, in production, but I'm just working on a few short projects. Um, Nothing that I can like really go too, too in depth with, but I um, am working on something with Adam Marcus who Adam's a good guy. Yes, he um, he's putting together uh, an anthology and has asked me to direct one of the segments. Oh, yeah. So that's about all I can say about that. Uh, I noticed he commented on the the link earlier. He said, ah, yes, you were a beast. He said a best. I think he meant. (laughs) But maybe the baby he meant the best beast. (laughs) He's he's a beast. Um, He's he's so sweet and funny. I've really enjoyed getting to know him um, yeah he's a very cool guy 
Yeah. That's very exciting. And yeah. the, the Western, just a straight Western. It's not a, a killer clown Western. Right? No, it's a straight Western. I mean, it's violent as hell. So, you know, I'm sure there's some sort of umbrella that it would fall under. I mean, I think I even use the term like we're going to need to like Tarantino this up because the level of violence in it, but it's such a good story. So I'm really trying to just get that as polished as possible because that's the one I really want to kind of take around. I don't want to cut corners on that and try to self-produce it. It's going to need money, a lot of money and a lot of big people behind it. Yeah. Can you ride a horse? Can I ride a horse? Mm-hmm. Um, I've ridden a horse several times. I wouldn't say that I'm very good at it. Yeah, I guess <laughs> but I did not fall off. Well, that's good. Yeah, I would probably have to learn just so I could, you know, I, I guess I would. Have, yeah, I've, I've always made the deal like whatever I would make one of my actors do, I will do myself. That, that's, oh, good. Okay. that's good. Yeah. So, you know. So uh, Lillian Gray, um, young actor, and I baked him a cake. Uh, she's yes. great in them. And uh, she's also in the in your uh, first film. Um, yes. So how, how did you go about casting her? So I. Um, met her through rainy season Um, and her mom had explained, you know, she, at the time, I want to say she was nine. I think when I met her huge horror fan and I'm like, Oh, sweet baby child. Yes. (laughs) Um, And she just really wanted to act and, and be a part of this. And like her favorite thing is like, she just, she wanted to get, you know, bloody and gooey. And I was like, I'm in let's, let's do some stuff. Um, and yeah, I thought honestly she would be great for I baked him a cake because, you know, she'd already kind of proven herself as far as her work ethic. I mean, she's such a professional. She does not complain. She does what she's told. She's not all over the place. Like it was not, you know, people always say, oh, don't work with animals and don't work with kids. But um, she was she was great. Yeah, she's great in uh, Baked to My Cake. Uh, re- really, uh, um, it's a really powerful short. Yeah, it's a very, very dark psychological uh, story written by Samantha Kolyesnik. And I remember when I read it, I was like, oh, hmm. when are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm so glad that she gave me the opportunity to kind of bring that story to life because it's it's a great one. Is that one available online? Not to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't have uh, like any, um, I want to say like ownership or accessibility right. with it. So I, I don't know if Samantha's planning on ever putting it out um, anywhere, like on altar or something, but I would 100% support it going wherever. I think it's really cool. And I think, people would love to see it um i hate to ask this because you can't I, it's probably not a good question to ask because you can't well, let's see. Out, but is, is there a, any uh, standouts from uh renegade film festival that uh you would like people to seek out if if oh. uh they pop up down the line yes because then it sounds like i'm yeah then you're picking uh, <laughs> um honestly I, I mean you can ask anybody that was there 
all of the films were standouts. And I'm not just saying that, like, this was the one year where I constantly heard from people. There were several people that like went in Thursday at noon and did not come out until the awards Saturday. Like they watched all of them and they're like, every single film was amazing. Um, And they really were. I was so proud of the program this year uh we had i would say i'll mention some of the filmmakers that were actually uh able to attend with their film because again i always feel like you get a little bit more when you get to watch the film with the filmmaker um there was a great film called scales uh written by noni shiverick uh that was that dealt with um kind of the scars that are left behind after a sexual assault so it was a pretty powerful film. Um, there was one that kind of, you know, plays a little bit on the dangers of, not the dangers of social media, but I guess kind of the the viral antics of social media called The Pay, um, which was really good and a lot of fun. Um, let's see, there was Bliss's Orange was a phenomenal little kind of sci-fi romance um i should have had a list in front of me a feature film we had several feature films actually that were everyone talked about we had this pakistani horror film that dealt with gin possession called maya that was really really unique and very powerful and we got to see some fun um like studio films we we screened freaky which audiences loved the writer michael kennedy was there to uh talk about it and a really great documentary called wolfman's got nards that came out a couple oh, yeah. years ago yeah that's a great movie yeah about the monster squad and andre was there to um andre gower yeah i was there to kind of chat so i mean it was and you know that kind of speaks to the fest as well i mean you've got these like studio films or, or higher budget films that are playing alongside these indie films and we're all the same. Like everybody was just like, no, we're all artists. We're all creators. We all have stories to tell. And to me, that was a really beautiful aspect um, to the fest to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Wolfman got nards. I saw that at uh, freight fest in London. Uh, yes. And, and uh, Andre was there. It was very cool. So good. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorites uh, when I was a kid and it's, it's like, um, like some other movies, maybe like Halloween three, like it wasn't that popular at the time, but now it seems like everyone loves it. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, you know, I mean, there's, there's such the strong sense of nostalgia around it. And I think part of it was because it was such a good, authentic story. Um, The characters were, were very real. I mean, these are kids that either we were or that we knew. And I think that lent to some of the love that surrounds that. And a uh, cheap plug, uh, there's a, uh, for any German fans out there, the, the German re- Blu-ray release of uh, a Monster S- uh, Squad has um, interviews on there for me with Andre Gower and several. Oh, times. sweet. But it's only nice. a German release. Only a German release. in English, but yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, did you do it in German? I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> the German fans love Nasty Neil. Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't even remember how, how, remember how it came up, but. They asked you're like the David Hasselhoff. I was just like going to say that you're the Hasselhoff you know? of horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. That works still. 
Yeah. Yes. Let's put that on a shirt, please. <laughs> I'm totally for this. All right. That'll be my next like cartoon to do of you. All right. Yes. Uh, I saw you're a graphic designer for uh, 12 fanboy. So did you like the poster art or? Oh, for 13 fanboy. Yes. 13 um, I did a couple of 12 is, uh, the, pre- is the prequel. <laughs> 12 is the prequel. That'll yeah. come out next next year. Um, yes, I worked on a couple of the posters um, for them. Uh, I don't not not the one that went out with the official release of the film and the Blu-ray or the DVD um, more so in the beginning for the campaign and stuff. But yeah, yeah, that was I was like, I dabble in graphic design. Let me see if I can come up with something. Yeah, that's a fun movie. Yeah, it was a fun one to work on, honestly. Um it was a great shoot. And oh, so you, I, I didn't realize you worked on the movie. Yes, I was. Uh, I was the production coordinator on that film. And um, I mean, yeah, three weeks in New Mexico with a bunch of horror, you know, actors and nerds. It was great. <laughs> it was heaven. <laughs> yeah. So how is uh, the horror scene uh, in Atlanta? It's good. I mean, I think just in general, the indie film scene is really, really strong here. But like we had, I mean, I'd say the strongest, most well-attended block at the fest was the the Southeastern one, the local one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's booming. Film is just booming right now here. So it's wonderful. It's good and bad. I mean, it's good because it's here, but it's, yeah. you know, everybody's super, super busy all the time. So if you're trying to do your shoestring budgets and get your favors or be like, hey, who's got time to film on this day? It's like everybody's working. So how did The Walking Dead affect that? I mean, I think it affected it immensely. Not not so much now because I know like they're even though they're at the end. But yeah. yeah, but I mean, Sonoya was or Sonoy. I don't know. I'm not. From there, there's there's a big controversy as to whether it's Sonoya or Sonoy. Um, but the city where, where they film it, you know, they came in and honestly, it was there wasn't a whole lot there. And now that town is booming. I mean, it's it's busy. There's stuff to do. It's crowded all the time and not like not like crazy city crowded. Like you can yeah. be there and do stuff. It's just it really, really, I think, boosted the economy. Well, that's good. That, that's the town that zombies built. Yeah, it is the town that zombies built. <laughs> yes, and it is, tore down. <laughs> yeah, it is really weird how how mainstream zombies became after The Walking Dead. Like it used to be just oh. like uh, you know weirdos were into, but now it's uh, <laughs> you can get like lunch everywhere. boxes or kids t t shirts with zombies. Oh yeah, I yeah. see kindergarten kids with zombies on their shirts and stuff. It's oh great. yeah, it's, it's everything zombie. I know when I interviewed Ken Faree, uh, and he's like when um, the original um, Dawn of the Dead came out, he said like a lot of people like that kind of killed his his career at the time because they saw it like one step above doing you know uh, porn movies. Oh, it's weird to see you know how different that would be today. Oh yeah, because now well I, horror in general. I mean, I feel like for a long time it was kind of like. The, the black sheep of film, you know, I mean, it just, it was like, oh, you're into horror, <laughs> you know, those people. And, you know, it was like, it was a dirty word, but now it, it, 
I think is finally getting some respect. Um, I love it. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, even like, uh, you know, I always check what movies are coming out, even at the, like the AMC and like almost every week or two, there's horror movies playing, which, you know, used to be very rare. It would only be like yeah. a real big budget horror movie, but no, you would only see them like maybe every once in a while, there'd be like an October release. Right. And it's like, Oh, we got to wait oh, yeah. for horror Daw would come out. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now I know, like, Neil, you were just saying there's a Korean uh, horror flick coming yeah, out next week. And so. it's not called Mom. It's called something like that. It's And then uh, an X comes out next week, too, which looks good. Uh-huh. That's a 24 movie. But, um, yeah, and then even just that, that, like I said, it's an AMC. It's a main, but th- they show some independent. I, I saw Censor on the at um at the theater oh. which is you know yeah. more what you would normally think like would only play at like a festival or something but yeah. it played at the theaters here yeah i think it's great i mean i think there's definitely more opportunities out there than there were before um for, for both sides i mean for fans to see these films and for the filmmakers to get their work out there yeah yeah, and I'm not a snob, by the way. I I, I go and see the the big tentpole movies too. I, I go see pretty much everything, but uh, but I yeah. I do see people complain about that, saying all the Marvel movies and stuff. But I, I go see lots of movies. There's other movies playing. You could you have to go support them though. So <laughs> yeah. They're not going to play them very long. <laughs> yeah, if you just yeah. sit around complaining that they're yeah. you know. That there's big budget movies playing as I'm well. I'm just glad to be watching movies back in the theater again. Oh like, God, yeah. The, I agree. <laughs> people miss miss you miss out on such an experience when you get to share that with an audience, you know. Yeah, especially horror. Uh, I I like I said, I go see everything, but there's something about horror or comedy. I guess there's more interaction with the crowd when you're watching it. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. It definitely, um, I think, lends itself more to that because you know both are kind of emotionally, I guess, charged. So you're kind of on a roller coaster with whoever's around you, you know, you're either about to laugh or scream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, everyone's sitting around crying together. I don't know if that's the same experience. Like if you're watching, a, I mean, a, it's an experience, but right. yeah, it's, a little, I don't know that they're crying either, I guess. you know, or you're feeling like awkward and vulnerable. Like, whoa, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I saw Studio Six 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 last week. Oh, how how is that? It's very I, it's very fun movie. I have to say, I'm not. It's oh, not like the greatest film I've seen, but it's very fun. It's if you like Tenacious D, I kind of got like a Tenacious D vibe from it. And it's very bloody. Uh, it's just it's just a fun horror movie. Okay, well, it's next on my list. I've heard yeah. great things about it. It does look like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was very fun. I would, I would definitely recommend it. It's a good time, and I was oh, happy fun. that it was uh, like again, it played at the theater. Uh, it was fun. It was definitely fun to see on the big screen. I think anything yeah. on the big screen, but oh, hundred percent, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, big movie, small movie, whatever. But I was happy there was a lot of people in there. I didn't know. I thought maybe I'd be the only person going to see the weird Foo Fighters horror movie, but there was people there. So. That's great. So there's 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 more of us out there. <laughs> exactly. And it was a big there was a lot of older people there. But I guess I guess the Foo Fighters have been around a while, but it, but it was cool. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Well, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. So how do people follow Renegade Film Festival to see uh what's coming up? 
Yes. Well, they can go to our website, which is renegadefilmfest.com. And we are on the three main social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can just search up Renegade Film Fest. Um, I run all of that. So I try to keep it pretty active, but yeah, I mean, people can just follow along, reach out, send us a message. I'll, you know, I'll respond as quickly as yeah. I can. I know last one just happened. So we're probably a year away from the next one. We are a year away. Yeah. <laughs> the next one's yeah. going to be next March. Uh, 363 days. Mark your calendar. Yes. <laughs> Mark it. Yes. Don't, don't make any other plans. You're coming to Atlanta. Right. Um, but you know, we, we try to promote and do stuff throughout the year. So we're not completely quiet. Um, I even just sent an email to all the filmmakers that were in the fest, you know, if, if anything's available, like, let us know, we have a watch page, um, on our website that links to everybody's film and where they can stream it. That's very cool. And how about yourself? Where can people follow you? Not like back to your house, but. Yes, I'm don't come to my house. Way. I hate yeah. the pop in. Oh. <laughs> drives me crazy. Uh, same. I'm I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook as well. You can search me by my name or Creepy Girl with a K. Um, that's some of the my handles. I don't know. I don't. I'm I'm really bad at like that's talking funny. about social media. I need a millennial to do this for me. <laughs> Well, honestly, uh, uh, when we started the show, there was um, for, first a friend because uh, we started in 2005. A uh, friend started the, the MySpace originally. Yes. And then, uh, and then a guy listened to the show. He's like, hey, there's this new thing, Facebook. Do you, can, uh, do you mind if I make the without your head Facebook? I was like, yeah, do whatever you want. I, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah. Like, whatever. It's probably nothing. It's probably a site that will be there for a little while, but you know. Yeah. Neil and yeah. I were like curmudgeons, like, ah, do whatever you want. We don't I mean, care. it's true. When they come out, you don't know. Like, we were like, <laughs> yeah. oh, Facebook. Oh, this isn't going to be better than MySpace. No one's going to leave MySpace. Right. Yeah. And then there was, wasn't there another, there was like Friendster. Friendster. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I, do you remember that? I reference Friendster a lot. No, I, I don't think anyone ever knows what I'm talking about. No, people are like, you're making stuff up. You're crazy. Yeah. It was real. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I set up a lot of guests in the old days through through MySpace, uh, Adam Green and a lot of cool people. But yeah, yeah. Now you can't even. I tried to log into it because it's still there, but I don't. I can't even figure out the website anymore. Is it diff? I mean, is it? Is yeah, it's it completely still- strange looking. What do you? Oh. <laughs> we don't know what it is anymore. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even figure out how to log in, so I don't know. <laughs> I remember you had to like learn HTML code to even like put anything on your on your page and stuff. I do remember. Oh, that's it was, right. It was kind of challenging, but like it was really important to customize your. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Your, <laughs> your page or whatever they called it, your space, yeah, you, your you, MySpace. Oh yeah, it wasn't even a page. I don't think then. <laughs> no, and you could put music and all kinds. Of and I guess I think now you're old if you're on Facebook. Which whenever people make fun of it, it's I always feel bad because it's like the main one I use. I know. Same here. I talk to all the kids these days and they're like Facebook. I'm like, I know with your Instagram and your Twitter and your Twitch and your snap face stuff. I get it. Yeah, I don't don't really enjoy the other ones. The Instagram is like a picture pops up, but I don't know. It's like, that's cool. I'm set in my ways and I'm comfortable. I don't know. I've I've set down roots on facebook i can't i can't go anywhere yep. i'm stuck 
<laughs> it is weird. Uh, that's like where all my pictures are stored, like on Facebook when I think about it. I know. It's like if this shuts down, like my entire life is gone. <laughs> There'll yeah. be no record that I was here. Yeah. What What did I eat like September of 2007? <laughs> You're going to want to know. Yep. Yeah. You need to know. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to want you're going to want that smoothie recipe. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> I, I've I have I'll be on, I have posted because uh, it was golden tea. This is a specific thing. Golden tea. And made really good. And then when I make it again, I was like, how do I make that? And I would just search Neil Jones Golden tea <laughs> to find the recipe that I shared once. Yeah. Oh, well. See? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably going tea fans. See, there. that's why Vanessa has the director's chair over there. She knows these things. Exactly. Right. 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 <laughs> like, I just got to lead Neil in that direction, and now <laughs> we'll get the smoothie tail. Yeah. <laughs> that time, I guess I was suspended uh, at Christmas <laughs> for 30 days off Facebook. I'll what be honest, after, after the after a couple of days, I didn't miss it too much. But um, I was joking with a friend on Facebook, uh, Robert Budzinski, I've known for years. And I said, I'm going to I'm a whoop your ass, Budzinski. And immediately I was I was locked out. And it said it was a serious uh, threat of death or violence. And I was wow. like, come on. So I so, <laughs> you know, I you put in to fight it or whatever. And I wrote out the explanation like this is a joke and immediately comes back. This was reviewed and, and <laughs> it's like reviewed in like a millisecond. I'm like, I'm sure yeah. someone read this <laughs> not like a day, 30 wow. days, 30 day. Uh, wow. That's extreme. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I've I've yet to to get banned. Um I feel like I had a photo I'm, removed. I think that was it. Like I mm. had a dog, one of my dogs on his on his back, wanting a tummy rub, and they were like, <laughs> Is it oh, appropriate? This contains, <laughs> you know, nudity or something." Like, yeah, but it's my dog. <laughs> my brother's into bestiality. Yeah, I think exactly, that says more exactly. about that says more about the person who would like uh, who would delete that. They'd be like, "Whoa, yeah, you're probably yeah. right." Like I just saw a dog's <laughs> penis. I'm very upset. Yeah. He's fixed. Don't worry. He's not doing anything. This is a rabbit hole that we should (laughs) explore sometime. (laughs) (laughs) It's very bizarre. So I don't know where you go from that, but it's been very funny. Yeah, I I, I put the song (laughs) down on this one. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm terrible at segues. So you do it. (laughs) But this was very fun. It was good to meet you. Good time. Yeah, I had a great time. I'm so glad we got to do this. Yeah. Thank you, Trista, out there for setting us up. And yes. we'll do it again sometime when she's back. I would love to. I would love to. All right. yep. Very good. All right. Well, have That's a good excellent. night or good day, yes. whatever time it is. <laughs> you too. Thank Bye, you. Everybody. Yep. Bye, everybody. Bye. Good night. Now well, I'll wave awkwardly while you're in. <laughs> 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 